everyone. Welcome to our August Cayley Day service. As I've said last month, the Cayley Day service is a service of Celtic spirituality and we use resources from the Iona community, the Lindisfarne community and the Northumbria community in England and Scotland. Uh, each month we have a reflection and this month's reflection is being conducted by Ken Scully. I hope you enjoy. The most important attitude, can you hear me? My wife said, make sure that you're loud enough. The most important, that was good. The most important attitude in my life is my relationship with God. My daily activities take second place. The Bible reminds me, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. When I was asked to give a reflection, or maybe a testimony, or even a witness. There's a reason for that. I'm an ex-Baptist, so a reflection's a very serious word. We do all sorts of things. It was a bit like asking me to give a eulogy on myself. I need to consider where I've been, what I've done, and how successful or unsuccessful I may have been. The big difference, however, is that I also have the opportunity to speculate on where I may be going. I am convinced I will be with the Lord, and my living shall not have been pointless or wasted, or as a well-known hymn says, my living shall not have been in vain. We often think we often feel that things may have gone wrong or been disappointing. I have the joy of being confident and knowing that the Lord has played a large part in my life. I have spent some of my life in worshipping God and teaching my brothers and sisters about God's love. Because I've always known God's love and I feel a very strong need to share that love. You don't keep good secrets. My mother and my father made God the focus or centre of our family life. I was still tempted and sinned like any young person, young person, but learnt and knew that God welcomed me back, just like the Israelites. When I became aware of my sin and sinfulness, like many people, I prayed, God, why am I so full of disobedience towards you? Even when your spirit speaks to me, I ignore you and continue to sin. I ignore the God of all creation. I ignore my heavenly Father. It took many years for me to wake up to the fact that I was so sinful and disobedient. And as we've also often heard, the more we sin, the easier it becomes. Why do I make this comment? Because I know that I offended my Creator. I offend and ignore the one who loves me beyond all measure. 
If I say the Lord is my light, my joy and my salvation, how could I be so unloving? In this brief time, I want to tell you what God has done in my life, how much he has affected my life. Oh, by the way, Cameron's limited me to five minutes, so don't get too worried. I can say I know God because I responded to his call. It can be very easy and convenient to ignore God's voice. In fact, we all know many people who have all sorts of excuses for ignoring God's call. Statements like, I'm too busy, I don't need all that guilt, or there really is no God. Or even as Cameron mentioned this morning, people are so busy choosing their wealth and in the program tonight that they're full of pleasing themselves and completely turn their back on God. What happens in this time of reflection is not the message or words that I say that may affect you, but what the Holy Spirit may speak to your mind, your spirit and your heart. You are here because God, God called us here. The real question is, do we listen for God's voice speaking to us? I can remember many years ago at the Billy Graham Crusade, I used to sit in that chair and think, I mustn't go forward, I mustn't go forward because there's hundreds of other people going forward, but I'm not going to go forward. That's really me saying no to God. The Holy Spirit challenges your heart and my heart to love God and to give of myself to worship him. How has my life been moulded? <laughs> at seven I was hit by a car and the doctor at the time was surprised I survived. The doctor stated that the answer to my life, this was to my parents, that the answer to my life continuing was in God's hands. As a result of this surgery, I was back in the hospital. A few months later, I hydrated cysts removed from my liver. That's because I played with the dog too much. A few years later, I had my tonsils removed for a second time. I liked hospital. I started smoking at 15, and later on I spent much time in prayer asking God to help me to stop smoking. That was from 15 to 55. In 1973, I had a divorce. I wouldn't recommend that. In 1973, I started working at TAFE as a hairdressing teacher, and I eventually became head teacher of hairdressing and beauty therapy. In 1974, I married the right person. She's wonderful. We both loved the Lord, and since then, we daily learned to love our Lord and to trust Him. In 1995, God answered my prayer. Five heart attacks in one day on a Sunday. That was an incredibly good reason to give up smoking. Then in 1996, another heart attack. I mentioned when I was seven, I hit by a car and I finished up in Western Suburbs Hospital. The doctor, surgeon, said to my parents, we are not fully sure of the functions of the spleen 
but it has been sufficiently damaged, so we'll take it out. My father had a barber shop at Ashfield, and that night many of his customers who belonged to the Hurston Park Coral Society met in prayer to bring me before God. Obviously, God answered their prayer. As I grew older, I became aware that God had a definite purpose for my life. That doesn't mean that I led a good Christian life. As a teenager, I was typically disrespectful, self-centred and looking only for fun and pleasure. As an apprentice in ladies' hairdressing, my lifestyle suited my trade, but not the church. On Sundays, I went to Sunday school at 9.30am, then into church. I would race home for lunch and then be back at church at 1.30, ready to go to the beach mission at Barrow, not Balmoral Beach. After this, we would return to church for Christian endeavour, that's something like um, Sunday school with a few more rules than Sunday school had. Then home for tea and back to church at 7pm, followed by after church fellowship. <laughs> Obviously there wasn't any television around in those days. One of my favourite verses is John 3.16. And we all know John 3.16. God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but would have everlasting life. For me, if you don't believe this verse, then there's not much purpose to live, because it's all in vain. Much of my life in later years has been spent trying to expand my knowledge and understanding of the Christian faith. Many books written about the Christian faith, many of them completely confusing. But when I become completely frustrated, I go back to my Bible to discover the truth. And I find a beautiful, simple verse like Mark 10, 14 to 16. Let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. I tell you the truth, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. Hundreds of books have never affected my thinking the way this verse has. God's relationship with me, it's not about his love. I'm sorry, it's about his love. My mind and heart keep recalling, Cameron said I'll do this, a beautiful hymn. And I'm just going to read the first verse of it to you. One of those hymns really tells a story. Some may know. One day was in heaven, was filled with his praises. One day when sin was as black as could be, Jesus came forth to be born of a virgin. Dwelt among men, my example is he. Living he loved me, dying he saved me. 
buried, he carried my sins far away. Rising, he justified freely forever. One day he's coming, a glorious day. And I know I'm old, but they don't write hymns like that anymore. That's a real story. The other verses go, one day they let him up Calvary's mountain, and then the next verse, one day they left him alone in the garden, and then the next one, one day the grave could conceal him no longer. And then, one day the trumpet will sound for his coming again. Now I've lost my place, there we are. This verse sits on my coffee machine. Love is patient, love is kind. They're the two positives in that verse that you all know so well. Then it goes on to the next part. Love is not jealous, love is not boastful, love is not proud, love is not rude, love not, does not demand its own way, love is not irritable, love keeps no record of being wronged, love does not rejoice about injustice, love never gives up. This is love to keep his commandments. And that's where I want to be. That brings us to the end of our Cayley Day service for August 2019. Again, the Cayley Day service runs every month on the first Sunday of each month at 6pm. If you're looking for a service of quiet reflection, just to have a space to sit back from the world for a little while and just be a passenger, please feel free to come along again. And if there's anything else you need to know about St Augustine's, you can check us out on www www.merryweatheranglican.org.au and you can find the information you're looking for there. Thanks very much. See you next month and God bless.